0: Welcome back to another episode of She's Taking Over. Thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, it is July. The new financial year has started and there is no better time to set goals to grow your business. And this episode, I'm going to give you my single top tip, what you can do, probably the most cost-effective way, essentially, that you could execute a growth strategy right now without really having to reinvent the wheel. And that is to diversify your target market to grow by expanding your reach and appealing to a new audience. You can either niche down or choose in, choose an adjacent market essentially. But if you have a business, if you are an online service provider, if you're a service provider, if you're a coach, whatever it is that you do, you probably have, I hope you have already really clearly defined. Who you are here to serve. So every business has three key things. Who you're helping, that's the market. What problem that you're solving and, of course, that is the solution. And most importantly, addressing the target audience, selling the result. So focusing on the, the result that you are able to deliver to your target audience. Now, when you have validated your service, if you know that you can get really great results, if your service works, let's say you target, let's say you're in finance and you're targeting first home buyers and you're focusing on working with couples who want to buy their first home, how could you further diversify your target audience and start focusing on or communicating your messaging to people who want to buy their first investment property? or people who, or women who are coming up, working hard, hardworking C-suite executives, essentially, and focusing on finding your first property for um, women in business or women who are working. So niching down based on the goal, essentially. Similarly, if you are an online coach and you coach gen pop athletes, sorry, (laughs) gen pop and athletes don't generally go together in a sentence, but let's say you work with general population clients, and you focus on fat loss, how can you niche down further? Be a little bit more specific with your target audience, which is people who want to lose 10% of their body weight within 12 weeks. Women who want to lose weight after having a baby or whatever it is. How can you be a little bit more specific to niche down and appeal to your target audience and, and really narrow down your messaging? Or of course diversify or expand into an adjacent market. So if you are a service provider and you know that you get really great results with women, um, mothers, women and mothers, how can you start to look into girls who are lifting for the first time or people who want to get strong? I really like this sort of strategy because you don't have to change your product or service, essentially. The experience is the same. And delivering the result is the same. And how you do it is the same, right? But it's your messaging and your packaging that you can really change, which is usually or can be really cost-effective. You can do it yourself on Canva. You could create a new set of graphics and think, okay, most of my clients want to step on stage. Most of my clients are competitors or they're working towards comp prep goals. How can I go into a new market? And that new market is the everyday individual who wants to awaken their inner athlete and to feel like they're stepping up to the stage that is life every single day and so now you can essentially tap into an adjacent market by changing the messaging so let's say you are a service provider or you are you have a business and you 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 coach people who also run businesses right and you predominantly work with beauty therapists how can you then expand into hairdressers and use that success that you have built and accumulated over your time by solving the problem and getting results with your primary market that you can create an overwhelming burden of proof to then persuade a new market to come on board and use you or use your services. Now to do this, you really need to make sure that you've got a lot of proof of concept. You need to make sure that what you have, what you're selling, the claims that you're making, you can prove work. So first things first, go and harvest as many testimonials as possible. Get as much proof of concept as possible so that you can support your claims to build a lot of trust in a new market. And it helps to pick invest in proximity. It helps to invest in proximity. So how can you appeal to a target audience similar to but different to your current audience. So like I said, hair becomes beauty. Um, If it's property, it becomes finance. Whatever it is that you can tap into your neighboring market, essentially leveraging the proof that you have, which is still relevant to their core desires and pain points. And focusing on the key messaging that would appeal to that audience as well, getting a real clear understanding of what their goals are and how your service can solve their problems and achieve their goals as well so it does help to do a bit of research I would recommend now is a great time no matter what your goals are in business to survey your people and find out what are their current goals since working with you what are their goals now what do they think they need to achieve them Look for ways that you can improve, enhance, or refine your experience or your product offering to deliver these results and to drive satisfaction. Ask them what they need to become raving fans. Ask them what they need to um, essentially refer your business in better words than that, though. Ask them what else they feel could be added. What else um, are they curious to learn or know that they feel could help them support their results? And find out why they chose you and, importantly, why now. We act as human beings on two things when we make a purchase and that is really emotion and impulse. So we either have a pressing need like buying umbrellas on a rainy day or we have an emotive desire to to grow or, or change and we believe that your product or service is going to help us do that. But you, un- you need to understand why now because that's the difference between somebody saying, yeah, I'm really keen. I think I'll probably start in four weeks or six weeks. You need to understand why now so that you can drive urgency with your communications to really start getting those runs on the board. And when somebody's saying to you, not now, you actually really just haven't solved them. If they're saying yes, but but later you haven't really solved them and it comes back to creating awareness around the problem that they have and the cost of that problem. So when you are looking to expand into a neighboring market with your existing current or current product or service, you could essentially double your business overnight or in a short amount of time. If you have 20 or 50 clients paying you, you've validated your product or service and you know that they get epic results, then you know that you, by moving into a new market, essentially, you could pick up another 20 or 50 clients with the same goals and values essentially. Um, which is solving the core result, which could be whatever you do, could be say you, you could create freedom for people. That's something I'm really proud of, or working really hard to do with big appetite. Obviously, we work to implement systems to save you time and to maximize your revenue. That's the core essence of what we do. And I could do that with somebody in finance. I could do that with somebody in beauty. I could do that with somebody in the fitness industry. So think about what your core, the core essence is. What are you really selling? And think about how you can tailor your messaging to your neighboring market. And it definitely helps to have a real understanding of what the problem is. You could speak to experts. You could speak to people in that market group and find out how they're feeling when they start a journey. What do they need to support their journey? And use that in your communication so that when you are communicating with a new market, you can create problem awareness and you can then start to create awareness of the cost of that problem. And this is like thinking this is what's the cost of staying the same? What? How would you feel if in 12 weeks' time you're exactly where you are now? What is the cost of this problem really? Now, it could be that you're time poor in business, you don't have any time to work on your business, and you'll get to it later. But the curious thing about that is do you think That when you have the most successful business that you imagine for yourself, that you're not going to be busy. So wouldn't you want to get to it now so that you can learn how to grow and and actually achieve the results while you're busy? Because that's the whole point of it, right? So you need to understand by putting it off, what is the cost of this problem for your client or for your ideal client group? and use that in your language and communications so that you can really strengthen the need for what you sell in a new group. Now, success leaves clues. So if you look at your ideal client group, you've probably already got a few of them, but then you could also look at your secondary target audience and potentially tailor your messaging more specifically to them for a season, right? Just to pick up some people in that space. But tapping into a new market, Let's say you're working with wannabe Fitspo girls. They want to be like their favorite fit, fitness influencer. They love spending two hours in the gym and they're keen to make these wacky franken food macro dessert recipes because they're diehards about getting shredded. Let's say that's your market. I'm going to call that the aspiring influencer. That's a pretty small market. If you actually talk to women um, and men, Most of them have let go of the goal of having a six pack by 30 when they have the money to invest in your service. And what they really want is just to have energy and vitality, optimal performance at work. They want to feel confident and free and they want to feel fit when they run up the stairs because they've joined some random group training gym on the weekends. (laughs) So it's a very different market to the market that you have now and understanding what their problems are which would be very different motivators to buy. So, for example, their problems could be they're really time poor, they're super busy, they don't have time for anything complicated. Maybe they actually don't want your all-inclusive training app. Maybe they just want to be told what to do and they want to just check in with you once a month and follow the program that you can give to them in a spreadsheet, which makes it actually even easier to tap into. So understanding the desires and needs of these people, Um, Obviously, you could still put them on your app. The whole point of this is not to have to change your product or service, but making it super simple for them versus appealing to the aspiring influencer where you would be sharing very different messaging around peak performance, releasing you're an athlete, looking good all year round, maintaining six-pack apps. So regardless of your business and the examples I've provided, set some goals. It's July. I'd love to hear them. Find your focus, set some goals and think, what is my really big, big someday goal? And how can I break this down into a five-year goal and a three-year goal, a one-year goal, a monthly goal, and then weekly goals? And what am I going to do today? So if you do anything today, survey your audience, survey your Instagram, survey all your past and present clients. And then think about, okay, if I need more revenue to invest into my business so I can claw back time, what is the low hanging fruit? What is the absolute most achievable thing that I can do without spending time to make money? And that is use your existing service offering. Don't reinvent the wheel. Let's amortize the cost of your existing investment into that service or product by selling it to new markets, breathing life into it again. We all Oh Well, maybe you're aware of the product life cycle where things peak and people tend to say things like they've exhausted their market, which is ludicrous when you consider the 7.5, 7.7 billion people in the world and the maybe 30,000 that are on your account, whatever they are. You definitely haven't exhausted your market, but you've tapped out of your raving fans on your own Instagram. So if you can do one thing today, it would be look at your neighboring markets and think, how can I invest for proximity? And invest in proximity to grow. So for example, you sell pre-workout. Now you sell protein. It's a very different market. The caffeine market, the energy market is different to the protein market. Maybe you create a bedtime supplement, right? Maybe you create a joint health supplement and you've got to think, how can I essentially leverage habit stacking by tapping into a different market, which you could then companion sell the existing product that I do have. So that's a little bit different because that is product diversification. But for your product or service right now, think what is the neighboring market that I could expand into, number one. Number two, how can I niche down? So how can I go sideways into a neighboring market, but then vertical by drilling down even further? So consider who you're working with and think how can I get even more specific on this. Maybe I want to work with people who want to hit a 1RM. Maybe I want to work with people who want to hit a 1RM on their deadlift. Bang. There you go. Might seem very niche, but you would speak very loud and very clearly to a person who has that goal. And then they will feel like you you really get them. They'll feel seen and heard and they'll feel like your solution or your service is made for them when they speak to you and your focus is their focus. So Drilling down to niche a little bit further, can't go wrong with that. Get amazing results, get people deadlifting, (laughs) girls deadlifting 140 kilos, 180 kilos, whatever it might be. And now all of a sudden, you've got a lot of credibility when you appeal to a neighboring market or any market as being a strength coach because you niche down. So niching is always going to give you a great return when you are at the or in the early stages of your business. And as you are looking to grow and expand, think who can I work with, collaborate with to appeal to a neighboring adjacent market, and obviously to get some guidance and advice into how these people, potential clients, soon-to-be clients, think and speak and what their goals are. So number one tip for you, research your audience. Number two, find that neighboring market, do your research and jump on Canva, jump on your stories get all of your testimonials in place, repackage or create the packaging for your product, which is you, to this new market in a way that relates more to them. So, for example, when we work with more corporate clients, I don't ever um, wear a suit. (laughs) But obviously, you would know that the way that you communicate, the way that you speak and, and certain elements of your brand persona may be stronger with one client group than another and vice versa. So packaging comes, it's essentially your messaging so that you can position yourself in that market. And that comes from research, using their language, knowing what they want. And of course, using relatable imagery to them. So picking the clients that support what you're saying and putting them in your advertising, your marketing messaging as well. So If you're looking to grow your business, give these tips a try. And as always, I'd love to hear how you went with it. If you found this helpful, please do leave me a review because I absolutely love to hear from you and it gives me so much guidance into what I'm going to talk about next.